Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We're your host, Tim and Julie Harris, broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, are you on? Did I hit all the I right think buttons? So. Can you hear yes, me? Yes, you are. Good. Okay, yes, good. Very good. So, a little problem uh, over here in Studio City, but I got it all sorted out. Um, so, guys, we're going to be focusing on something that obviously is one of the, the really the heart and soul of a lot of uh, our coaching, which is basically helping you guys focus in on becoming top producing listing agents. And if you're not really clear about why you should be a top producing listing agent, just ask yourself the simple question. If given a choice to have, let's say, 20 really great buyers, like dream buyers, right, all, just all the boxes checked, or 20 great listings, which would you choose? What would you, what would you rather have? Would you rather have 20 great listings or would you rather have 20 great buyers? Every single one of you, well, if you've been in the market for any amount of time, will choose listings. Why? Because working with buyers, as Coach Julie always says, it's physical labor. Working with sellers is mental labor. Julie, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, think about it quite literally working with buyers. Let's say all those 10 dream buyers, we're calling them dream buyers because, you know, they're qualified, they're motivated, they're actively looking, they're talking to you, you know, all the things you like buyers to do. But, man, <laughs> think about the property you've got to show. You've got to find it. You've got to be first to see it. You've got to drive there. You've got to undo the lockbox. You've got to hope that the key actually works, you know, uh, that your batteries don't die, that all, all of these things, there's a lot of physical Labor, bribe the, gas bribe the seller to maybe bribe, yeah. bribe the seller to maybe take your offer. Worry about whether they're going to change their mind through inspections. Yeah. Worry about whether they're going to change their mind when their interest rate goes up. Worry about whether or not the lender is going to find something in their credit that maybe they didn't know about and blow your deal apart. Right? What would you guys rather yeah. have? Would you rather would you rather have a bunch of buyers or a bunch of sellers? Every single and one. And that, of that you was if they were dream buyers. That was if they were all great. <laughs> That's right. That's right. This That's is called assumption. normal when. You're, it's called normal when you're working with buyers. That's you know, Julie. It's funny. I read something that I don't remember where it was posted, but basically, it's one of these you know, online Facebook chat groups or something or another where they were talking about the fact that and these, this was a chat group specifically for people buying buyer leads, which, in my mind, is the height of insanity. But they were talking about how many actual what their experiences were with the number of leads that they had to buy versus the number of closings mm-hmm. that they had. And, of course, these people didn't even have their numbers. And the reason they didn't have their numbers they didn't know is because it's horrible. I'm talking hundreds of leads from maybe having a closing or maybe at least having a buyer that might want to actually somehow one day, uh, you know, act like buying a house. That's the reason, guys, you want inventory. You want listings. When When you have listings, you get your evenings and your weekends back. When you have listings, you have a normal work day. When you have listings, you're not having to, you know, work when other people don't. The reason that buyers are basically going to ruin all your nights and weekends is because you're looking at houses with them when they're not at work, which means you're missing all your family stuff, which means you're basically sacrificing, in many cases, way too much for real, to sell real estate because you're focused on the wrong end of the business. By focusing too much on buyers, guys, you miss the blessing that real estate is. When you have inventory, think about this, and I, I always like to drill down on these points. You know, 
We've been in the business for over 20 years. A lot of you guys listening have been in the business for even longer than us, but it's always beneficial to be reminded of this. When you have a listing, guys, you have you know thousands of other agents that are out there trying to show it and sell it. In other words, as soon as you take a listing, you, back, you basically employ hundreds if not thousands of agents to go out and sell it for you, you know, assuming they have buyers for it. You guys get it? That's the reason being having a listing agent gives you leverage. You get to leverage the system. You get to leverage the fact that you have that listing, and that listing is also going to create other buyers, hypothetically create other sellers. I was just on the coach, uh, coaching call with one of our great clients up in Reno, and he sold, sold one house for $2.5 million. We put together a very simple little, you know, nice flyer that we mailed out and from that. In this, and we targeted uh, folks that are similar price ranges, obviously, whereas in his market, in that over $2 million price range, there's almost a five-year supply of homes for sale. For those of you who think the market's not slowing down, it absolutely positively is. So there's over a five-year supply of homes for sale. He gets four calls from uh, sellers, uh, I think one of which was like an expired or soon to be an expired. And, you know, just from that one transaction, from that one listing of selling uh, that $2.5 million house, he's probably going to generate another at least five transactions. And I already told you guys what the price points were. That's the reason that ultimately listings give you leverage. Listings are what help you create wealth. Listings are going to make it so that you don't have the ups and downs in your income anymore. Listings are going to make it so that you guys can start consistently saving and can start consistently building wealth. Or in many cases, you guys can get back to building wealth. So that's the reason that we emphasize and we focus and we really, frankly, it's, it's really the heart and soul of the real estate industry and certainly our coaching organization. So don't move away from that as your goal of becoming a powerful listing agent. And for God's sake, guys, don't wait to do it. There's no rule that says you have to be in the business for ages before you can become a listing agent. You get your license today. I want you to have all your best energies every day uh, focused on uh, becoming a listing agent. Learn how to go after the business. Don't buy leads. Don't stuck, get stuck into this you know, buying buyer lead paradigm that essentially has become normal, which is, by the way, I think a lot of you guys will agree, it's uh, run its course, and uh, you know, we're going to probably see the end of that whole thing that started about 10 years ago of agents believing they had to buy buy buyer leads. I think a lot of you, especially our listeners, are well in tune to the fact that buying buyer leads is not effective. And matter of fact, according to the National Association of Realtors, if you look at their statistics, an utter and complete waste of money. So Julie, today we're going to be talking about on the podcast, I don't think you have any shout outs to you. I don't believe you do. Nope, we're good. They're all busy at work. Good. All right, 10 Habits of Top Listing Agents. I think Gina came up with a much punchier title, but that's the essence of it. Let's see what she did. Okay, here it is. What what do they have that you don't? Uh, Top Habits of uh, Agents Making All the Money. Okay, that was her title. Hers is much better than mine. But but our notes are called 10 Habits of Top Listing Agents. So, Julie, let's just jump right in and let's um, try to go through, if possible, all 10 of our points today. You got it. Okay. So listeners, and especially coaching members, as I go through these, if you have this going on, check it off. Nice job. If you don't, underline it, circle it, work on it, get some coaching on it, get some help. Okay, so top 10 habits. Number one, they actually have a pre-listing routine. That consists of previewing the competition as well as the pending you know, competition, uh, affirmations, prayer, showing up early. They review the seller's motivation, the seller's time frame, the pricing, the answers to the pre-qualification script questions. They get in the zone. They never show up unprepared. In other words, you haven't heard anything sounding like winging it 
throwing it together, fitting it in, okay? They actually have an honest-to-God pre-listing routine that they stick to every single time. Okay, point number two, they focus on the prospect's needs, tailoring the message to the individual homeowner. They do not use a cookie-cutter presentation, but they do follow a proven listing system. There's a big difference there, right? I mean, think about how many of you guys are using the same exact cookie-cutter presentation that everyone else in your company is told to use. So that makes it pretty hard for you to answer the question when you're in front of a seller, what makes you different? Which is the same reason why many sellers will ask you things like, will you do it for less? Because they don't have anything else to run with since everybody seems to be the same in their mind. Does that make sense, Tim? Anything you want to add? Yeah, but drill, drill down on that. And you just said it, Julie. The reason that so many of you guys live in fear of basically going after sellers and you gravitate towards buyers is not only are buyers physical labor, will sellers are mental labor. And what we meant by mental labor was that you actually have to know what to say and how to say it. You have to have, ooh, skills. <laughs> you have to be able to sufficiently answer the question, what makes you different? In one form or another, you will get asked that question constantly. That's the reason we have the pre-listing pack. The pre-listing pack, when you follow our process, does all, that, uh, does all the heavy lifting for you. Your goal when going on a listing presentation should not be to have any unanswered questions in the seller's mind by the time you get there. Many of you guys, again, are going to be living in fear of the normal things that, you know, basically ruin agents' aspirations of becoming listing agents, not knowing how to answer the questions about commissions, about price, about what makes you different, about how many houses like mine have you sold, why should I list with you versus the 10 other people in my marketplace, da, 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 da. The litany of questions that all of you guys have in your mind that you live in fear of having a seller ask you, they're already completely answered when you say over the pre-listing pack. Matter of fact, there's probably some questions answered that the seller hadn't thought of yet <laughs> that's in the pre-listing pack. And the pre-listing pack is organized in such a way that it is uh, very professional, very clean, very orderly, um, and very thorough. So when you show up at the seller's house, your entire listing presentation, assuming you don't get Gavin, will be less than 30 minutes. And, and you will not have to deal with any of those sort of, you know, uh, sweat-inducing uh, questions because you've already answered them with a pre-listing pack that you sent over ahead of time. The pre-listing pre pack is literally your virtual salesperson. It's already gone in there basically and done all the heavy lifting for you, done all the hard work for you. Coaching clients, it's really critical that you do not change or deviate away from the, uh, the, uh, the pre-listing pack. Don't change anything. Do it exactly like we asked you to do it. That way you can get the results that so many other people have. When you guys start being creative and changing pages and say, oh, I don't like this, I like this instead, that's when you start dumbing it down. The pre-listing pack has been proven to work in every price range, in every market, in every market condition, everything. It works. Don't change it. You can obviously add your own personal information and things of that nature. But, guys, don't even change the color. Keep it in that blue. That blue has been tested. Don't change the, the font. The font's been tested. Don't change anything like that. Stop trying to personalize it beyond adding your own information, your resume, and things like that. Those of you guys who don't know what I'm talking about, it's part, uh, the pre-listing pack is part of the whole listing process that you must have. Stop using the hillbilly one that you've been throwing together that's a bunch of brochures and flyers from your broker's file cabinet and actually have a professional approach, and you'll start getting consistent results. On our private Facebook group, it's not unusual to hear from brand new agents who are kicking the butts of seasoned agents because they're using the pre-listing pack. If you don't have one, 
you need to build one. If you're an existing coaching member, you need to actually positively every single time use what we're giving you. Um, if you guys are interested in learning more about Premier Coaching, it's very simple. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Request a free coaching call just by requesting a free coaching call. We're also going to give you those six free books. If you're over on iTunes, as so many of you are, literally tens of thousands, please just hop over to timandjulieharris.com. Um, and you can also uh, fill out the form and download the books and then be entitled to a coaching call with one of our new member coaches. And they'll answer all the questions about the coaching program. Uh, the coaching program is really shockingly affordable. We've uh, positioned it in the marketplace so literally every single one of you can easily afford it. We wanted to make this the universal coaching program for all agents of all experience levels and all price ranges in all markets. If you want to get hold of Julie and I directly to talk more about it, just email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Next point, Julie. Next point is number three. Powerful listing agents check their own body language and that of their prospects changing course if they're getting negative or neutral vibes. They are present. They're not checking their texts coming in on their cell phone. They're not looking around a million different places. They're not trying to do other things. They're really present and making those homeowners feel like what they should be, which is the most important people you're in front of right now. Now, we're talking about body language here. When you see a homeowner push their chair back, and especially if they cross their arms and then cross their legs, you're losing them. They're, they're becoming subconsciously negative towards you. If they get up and start doing the dishes in the middle of your appointment, they're bored. Okay? You've got to be really tuned into this and be ready to change course when you get some of those negative vibes. Now, if they're leaning in, they're listening more closely to you. Perhaps what you're saying is extra important to them. So they're really, really tuned in. They're actually present. And this is kind of a lesson to have not just with listings but buyers and really anytime you're in front of prospects or clients – I think so many agents are distracted by so many different things, literally bells and whistles going off in the background, um, that they're not necessarily in tune. Guess what? People don't like that. They like to feel important, especially sellers who are paying you a commission. Point number four, the listing agent is sensitive to the personality style they're presenting to and present the way the person wishes without expecting the prospect to change and be more like them. I think that it was Jane in Las Vegas I was talking to yesterday. I think that's right. Who was telling me that she had gone on a listing presentation and the guy was kind of fidgety and, you know, seeming a little bit anxious. And I, I believe it was her that said she just flat out asked him, seems like you might be ready to just go ahead and get this on the market. Is that right? Nodding her head yes. And he was. They just cut to the paperwork. Maybe he was more of a driver. Maybe he had already interviewed other people, but he was ready to rumble. Versus selling with blah, 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 she cut it down to blah and closed him. So pay attention to their personality style and what you're picking up on. You are probably right. Remember, it's not their job to be like you. It's your job to present in such a way that makes sense to the prospect. Point number five, they nail the opening and the closing of the presentation answering questions during the presentation so that the close becomes nearly effortless. Okay, so typical listing agent plan as taught by many brokers, office managers, and other agents is this. You use your cookie-cutter presentation and then try to close at the end. Well, what happens with that typical scenario? You get all the objections at the end when you're trying to close. Well, that makes life a lot more difficult, and that's why you find yourself walking out the door saying, I'll follow up, thanks for the meeting versus walking out and putting the sign in the yard. So powerful listing agents know that their job is to actually answer objections during the presentation because the definition of a close is the logical ending to a great presentation, 
not the struggle to handle objections and pray to the real estate gods that you can close. See the difference? So powerful agents, listing agents, nail the opening and the closing, but answer the questions during the presentation so that the close is effortless. Anything you want to add to that, Tim? I'm trying to get through these points pretty fast. Nope, it's perfect. It's perfect. Keep going. Excellent. Number six, they aren't afraid of a bit of silence. They're less quick to fill in the gaps, and they're better at listening. Very key. Many of our premier coaching members get the specific feedback, because I always ask them, find out why they chose you versus somebody else. Very common to hear from the sellers, quote, you're the only one who actually listened to and seemed to care about what was important to us. Everyone else assumed that they knew. You're the only one who actually asked and cared. Okay. Now, when you ask, there's two parts to using a great script, not just asking the question, but really listening to the answer, and then making sure that you tune into that answer with your clothes. So they're not afraid of a bit of silence. Again, they don't necessarily sell with blah de blah de blah They ask great questions in the script, listen to the answers, and then end up with just blah. Okay, That's, it's, a good, it's a good point. Go These last few points drive down on the fact that you have to have a listing presentation. You have to follow the same listing presentation every single time. You have to, you know, guys, you have to, when you generate the lead, you have to pre-qualify the seller. Ask all the questions that are in the pre-qualifying script. If you skip any, you're going to end up probably screwing yourself out of that listing. The seller pre-qualification script questions are written in such an order that they'll all get answered, and you basically will have all the intel you need to have in order to get that property listed. The PLP will usually do the rest of the work for you. And when you show up, the listing presentation itself should have virtually no stress it should be mostly fun because all this you know, you know exactly what the seller thinks the house is worth when you follow our process. When you follow our process, you know what the seller's motivation is. When you follow our process, you you know the the seller will you'll know if you're competing against anybody else. You'll know what's important to the seller. You'll know everything by the time you get to the seller's house. The way that most of you guys do it is a huge mistake, where you basically wait until you get to the seller's house and then you find out everything. And then it's this hour-long, if not longer, process that's incredibly stress-filled because then you're, you know, commission, net sheet, uh, you know, what's the price? What are you going to sell the house? You know, what about you know, all these things that you have to deal with when you're there makes it so that that experience, not just for you but for the seller, is unpleasant. When you send the pre-listing pack over ahead of time, when you follow our listing presentation, when you've actually pre-qualified the seller prior to going there, they are going to appreciate the fact that you have alleviated, removed all the stress from that experience, whereas all the other agents, when they, the agents got there, you know, they didn't like the agents being there. They didn't like the stress. They didn't like losing hours in their evening to having to talk to a real estate agent. You, because of the fact that you're following a proven system, will leave a total, totally and completely better impression with that seller. And they will oftentimes choose you just because of the fact that you have the pre-listing pack. We hear that all the time. We hear from all – you guys, it's, it's just be very clear on this. Just the very fact that you have an organized approach, just the very fact that you sent the PLP over ahead of time, just the very fact that you showed up that time and followed our listing process, even if you're brand new, they'll list with you. They, they appreciate it. They appreciate the fact that you're trying. They appreciate the fact that you've answered all their questions. You know, this is something that used to frustrate Julie and I when we sold real estate, when we were top producing, selling you know hundreds of houses per year. Uh, it's, it, here it is. The sellers and most consumers, for that matter, all see us as the same. Very rarely do sellers actually take the time, or buyers, for that matter, to really drill down and do any you know 
history, exploration. They don't ask tough questions. For the most part, they're just asking about price, commission, net sheet. But when you basically have sent the pre-listing pack over, when you're using part of the pre-listing pack as the complete home selling guide, um, which I'm not going to talk about, existing coaching clients, you know what that is. And the seller actually uses that when compete when when they're interviewing other agents, assuming you're competing. You're definitely going to get the listing. So guys, use the system. Be, the, when you get a listing, when you see our complete system and you get the listing, you guys are going to be bouncing off the walls. You're going to be driving around with completed PLPs in your car. You're going to see a for sale by owner. You're going to hear about a listing lead, and you're going to be all over it. Whereas right now, what do most of you do? You sit on it. You think about it. You study it. You research it. And you might you know, toil around online about it. You sure as hell aren't going to call on it. You, you know, you're going to waste lots of time because you're procrastinating because you don't know what to do. We've already figured it all out for you. Just implement it. Next point, Jules. All right, excellent points. Uh, next is, very big point here, number seven, powerful listing agents do not give up at the first no or I need to think about it. They close. Remember that on average in all sales, on average, people are closed on the fifth to eighth attempt. So if you're giving up when you hear a simple objection like we need to think about it or, no, we're not quite ready yet, don't give up, okay? What's, what will have to happen in order to you, for you to feel confident and competent and be ready? How can I be helping you to move this along? And a lot of times you're just going to say, you know what, do you mind walking around the house with me and helping me figure out how to stage it? You do that and then you close so they don't give up at the first no. That applies Mr. not Seller, just to the found- appointment itself. Go ahead. Mr. Seller, I found that at this point, this is at the end of the listing presentation if they're not signing the contract, right? This is not something you'll have to say every time. Probably 10% of the time you'll have a seller that basically isn't moving forward with you at the end of the listing process. So now I know I'm talking to our coaching members, but just remember, and guys, all this information is on harrislearning.com, which is our members-only site. So this is basically a shortened version of the script. Mr. Seller, I found that 90% of the time, if not higher percent of the time, at this point, after talking with sellers just like I just did with you, uh, that folks move forward with me. And if they don't, it's usually because there's a question that remains unanswered in their mind. And that question is usually about either the marketing plan, what I'm going to do to get the property sold. It might be about price, or maybe they have questions about uh, maybe the net sheet. So generally speaking, most everyone moves forward with me at this point, and if not, it's for one of those three reasons. So Mr. Seller, which of those three reasons applies to you? Right? And they're always going to tell you, and here's what you guys will find. The more listings you go on, assuming you pre-qualified them and you know they have to sell, when you sent the pre-listing pack over ahead of time, when you followed our listing presentation, you've used the Sharpie close. At the end, if they're not signing the contract, it's almost always because there's a question that remains unanswered in their mind about the price, and you need to go back and revisit that or obviously the net sheet to them. As the market starts to change, you're going to find that it's even going to be more of a point of contention because some of these sellers are going to be losing money or not making the money that they thought they would. So go back, ask that question, and you'll find that, you know, whereas most agents would have just, you know, grabbed their crap, walked out of the house, and hoped and prayed the seller would call them back the next day, I want you to keep your butt on that chair, and I want you to ask them that question, and I want you just, as Julie said in point number, what was it, point number five or six, shut up and listen to what they say, and they will tell you exactly what they need to hear from you in order for you to walk out that listing. That's how it works, guys. So the key thing is, is you just be quiet 
and you let them tell you. And the, you will hear what they'll say is they'll say, well, we do have questions about the price. Or, you know, so-and-so told us it was worth this. Or my husband thought it was worth that. Or what about this comp on, you know, Zillow or whatever, right? Then you need to go back and you need to do a better job talking about the CMA. And then after you've talked about the CMA, you need to say, so, Mr. Seller, are we on the same page as far as price? And then when they say yes, say great. Let's get the paperwork out of the way so I can get the, pro- the house, the, you know, the selling process started uh, effective this evening. And then you'll be surprised. Whereas w- before you would have given up and walked out, they'll actually sign the contract. You'll walk out with the listing. Guys, there's three or four alternative closes that are part of Harris Learning that you need to learn. Uh, coaching members again, you need to apply because when you're in those situations where you've sat across from that seller, you followed our complete process. If they're not actually signing at that point, it's your fault. You didn't do something correctly. Find out by asking the question like I just gave it to you, and then you will walk out with a listing, guys. That's how it works. These sellers want to list the house. Otherwise, you wouldn't be sitting across from them because we're teaching you to basically focus on sellers that have to sell. And when you do, you know they have to sell. And your mindset has to be, if I am talking to a seller that has to sell, one of two things will happen. They either list with me <laughs> they either list with me or somebody else, where ideally you obviously, uh, or they have to fi- or they're going to file a restraining order against you because you're being so urgent to get that listing. Not the well, our personalities didn't match, or all these other excuses you guys give to yourselves. We've given you the tools, just apply them. Julie, I think we have time for maybe one or two more points. Yes, I'm going to do these relatively quick here. Point number eight: Top agents know that you have to list to last, so they are quick to lather, rinse, repeat. Instead of living from listing to listing or check to check, they keep things moving, they keep in momentum, they keep the listings in the pipeline. It's not just from deal to deal, and we'll see how it goes. Point number nine, top agents never stop learning. If they don't take the listing, they always ask why that was, and they correct course so that the same mistake isn't repeated. One of our most top-producing long-term clients, Tim, just found out that they've got a big team moving in basically to their backyard. And so what is he doing? Even though he's more than 12 years in the business and sold more than 350 houses last year, he's finding out what that team's, uh, I think he called it their uh, jib-jab, their presentation. How are they going to present their team versus his? He's going to find out what the skinny is and upgrade his presentation to make sure that he's covering that. Top agents never stop learning. They don't just rest on their laurels and figure they know it all. They're getting back into it. They're correcting course so they don't make the same mistakes. And point number 10, top listing agents have a coach who holds them accountable to listing appointments, listings taken, and goals attained. You know, like we do in Premier Coaching where we talk about things like the success game. How many appointments are you setting? It's not just about contacts. How many real buyers and sellers, prospects and otherwise, are you meeting with on a weekly and then that becomes a daily basis. So it does matter. Why would you go through this alone? I mean, you guys have such an advantage with all the tools you've got that we didn't have when we were coming up. I mean, back when we started, coaching was, you know, you had to drive and shadow somebody who you thought maybe you liked you know, them in their uh, presentation. And we didn't, you know, back in our day, right, the MLS wasn't even online. Think how far things have come. And I think part of that pollutes their choices, Tim. I think it's a blessing and a curse that they have so many things being thrown at them. But, but that's Julie, exactly you why you question. need a coaching organization. Go ahead. Yes. Right, but you asked the question, right? You know, at the end of the day, they've listened to us. We have 100,000 regular listeners. This is the most listened to podcast. There's nobody, nobody else is doing anything like this. You guys know that we give you practical, tactical information. Or this isn't just a bunch of mindset, you know, voodoo guru stuff. This is basic stuff that help you guys, you know, help people make money. You get it. It's tactical. It's practical. 
Um, and, you know, so if you listen to us every single day and you haven't become a member of the coaching organization, honestly, considering it's so incredibly well-priced, literally every one of you can afford it, the, the only reason you wouldn't have done it yet is because you're just not serious about your real estate practice. That has to be the only answer. That's it. You're just not serious. You, you, or you think that basically what you do is you find some kind of um, personal satisfaction in trying to figure out your own way, you know, that ego stuff. Guys, you got in this business to help people. You got in this business to make money. Real estate, this business being an entrepreneur, don't think of it as a creative outlet. That's a mistake. Think of it as an opportunity to help people and make money. The shortest path to the top is following the path that other people have already forged for you. Makes sense, right? Anyone who's ever done anything in life has almost always, I can't even think of an example, followed in the footsteps of other people. So, guys, a smart man learns from his mistakes. A brilliant man learns from the mistakes of others. That's another way of saying just plug into what works and stop wasting time. It's already basically almost the middle of April 2017. If you aren't at least on track with what your goals are, assuming you have any goals, or exceeding your goals already this year, as I know a lot of our coaching members are, if you're not in that position, it's no one's fault but your own. The interest rates are going to go up. The market's going to get tougher. This and that and the other thing are all true. doesn't matter. You guys can make money no matter what direction the market's headed. Don't think, like everybody else does, that you can only make market in a seller, money in a seller's market. That's not true. I don't care what happens in the market. It doesn't matter. There will always be folks that need to buy and sell real estate. That's, that's the cool thing about real estate, you know? No matter what happens to the economy, there's always going to be people that want to buy, always people that want to sell. Unlike virtually everything else that you could possibly sell, Ginsu knives, I don't need any, do you? You know, a new car, nope, I'm good. But real estate, when someone actually has to sell, there always is going to be a buyer for the right price. So you guys are in the right place. You're in the right industry. And if you're not absolutely kicking ass this year, really at this at this point, if you if you're look, if you've listened to us just for a couple times, then I guess you still maybe need some convincing. Other than that, the rest of you who are serial listeners who've made this the number one podcast, if you guys aren't in premier coaching, why the heck not? Let me know. How about that? Send me an email. Tim at Tim and Julie Harris dot com. In the meantime, uh we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.